You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right. So we've been talking about this a bunch. The number of Seattle police officers bunch. That's a very technical word, isn't it? Number of police officers who are basically no longer going to be employed by the Seattle Police Department because they refuse to take the jab. Along that storyline, directly connected to that storyline, Seattle Police Department activates stage three emergency operations amid staffing shortage. They are gearing up for whatever number of police officers maybe engage in a little separation activity. No, you've got police officers that don't want to take the jab and don't feel like their employment should be predicated upon it, but they're willing to make that sacrifice if need be. We've talked about this a lot. And so here's what they're doing. The Seattle Police Department is going into stage three emergency operations. We're going to find out what that looks like. We're also going to read a pretty good story about something a police officer did. Police officers, they do stuff they do stuff all day long that helps us out. This story specifically, you're going to want to hear it. So you want to stay tuned. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I read the news. A lot of it, in spite of the fact that I'm from Seattle, a lot of it, people tell me is it's reasonable. Huh, weird, right? All right. Seattle Police Department activates stage three. And here, so the deal is, there's maybe, we've lost maybe 300 police officers over the last year and a half, two years since that whole chop chaz thing and the whole, you know, that whole deal. And we've got at least a couple hundred officers right now that haven't turned in their paperwork saying that they've had the jab. You've got another hundred who are actively seeking exemptions, whether it's for medical or for religious. So you got a big chunk that might not be available to perform daily duties when the said deadline comes about, and I think that's, I mean, it's coming up. It's October, is it 25th? I can't keep all these timelines straight, nor do I really care because it's like, this is a massive game of chicken and we're just going to have to see because even the mayor on this one has said, well, we when, when pressed, Seattle mayor has said, we believe that police officers will do the right thing. Okay, but you still haven't told us whether you're going to fire them or not. Because this isn't a time where you need less police officers. No. Crime rates are rising, specifically the homicide and violent gun crime. Those are going up. That's not a time where you want to have fewer police officers. Is there ever a time where you want to have fewer police officers to keep the streets safe? I don't know. But we could probably reimagine and rethink that. Uh, that's not something I want to go towards. But, um, you know. Teach their own. And what the, what the president of Seattle's uh, police guild calls an unprecedented move, the department moved to stage three operations Wednesday. That means detectives and other non-patrol units will serve as first responders to 911 calls. All right. Do you get what that means? Guys and gals who aren't necessarily, that's not their job. Well, it's your job today. And it's for long as we need you to do that. The department has already lost more than 300 officers in the past year, and hundreds more could face termination next week if they don't comply with the vaccine order. That's what we're setting up for. Who knows? I, I've said 40 or 50, I think, will be terminated or begin their separation deal. Um, and that's out of, you know, a couple hundred right now. I believe it is 
211 officers as of yesterday that haven't turned in their paperwork. How many of those are just going to be last minute, you know, and just, okay, I'm not going to turn this in until the very last second that I have to, I don't know. But it's definitely putting some pressure on the administration, it's putting some pressure on the, the mayor. Oh, yeah, what if we don't have enough cops? We already don't have enough cops to keep the streets safe in Seattle. Hence, the stuff that's going on there. I mean, on the daily, you've just got some crazy crime going on. Somebody got murdered in homeless encampment or lady died and, and just stuff all day long going on. And police and people know that there aren't enough police to really do anything about it. And uh, so we just, you know, keep living with this stuff. Seattle Police Department staffing crisis has become so dire, police union president Mike Salon is warning about what's next as the department mobilizes to stage three. A lot of people say, yeah, but you conservative Republican people, you're always complaining about staffing levels. Well, there's a reason. So when you go to call 911 and something bad's happened to you, you might not have that police officer show up for who knows how long, and that's if they do at all. And this is an emergency scenario because of a shortage of officers. We can't afford to lose one. That's how desperate we are to hold on to people, said Salon. If we lose more officers, the public safety situation will become that much more untenable here. And it's already pretty crispy, right? I mean, you just got to read the news any given day in a Seattle and, uh, and you realize, oh, yeah. You got stuff just going on left and right. Today, all Seattle police officers, regardless of their assignment, showed up in uniform ready for field work. This comes as the department could potentially lose hundreds of officers with their vaccine mandate deadline just five days away. How can this city afford more officers leaving at a time when we already have extremely long priority one from police to somebody's call for desperate help? To me, that's unreasonable. You've just got a situation where public safety it's not really being covered. The latest numbers from the mayor's office show 782 officers have now turned in their proof of COVID-19 vaccination, while 98 officers are seeking exemptions, and 186 haven't turned in any pa paperwork. All right, so we're down to 186. 211, that must have been yesterday. Meanwhile, businesses and neighbors are left to deal with rising crime and longer response times. Yeah, that's that's going on. Como News was there when concerned neighbors in North Ballard invited Seattle Police Department Chief Adrian Diaz to see their concerns firsthand about a growing homeless encampment and the drugs, assaults, fires, rapes, and break-ins around the area. It's horrible. It's a horrible area. That is uh, Ballard Commons Park, and you've just got some, I mean, it's just, it's District 9. It's just it's out of control. It really makes me frustrated. I'm using nice words. Okay, it's not fair. There's no consequence. And I want them held accountable, said Rudy Pentejo, who organized the meeting. Today, Seattle Police Department didn't comment about the stage three activation. But last week, officials said they hope more officers who swore to protect and serve will get vaccinated as the October 18th deadline gets close. Come October 19th, we'll look at what the next steps are for the officers who at this point have not turned in their vaccination cards, said Sergeant. They've got to keep these guys on board, guys and gals on board. They just they just have to. So this is not about vaccine, unvaxxed or anti-vaxxers. Well, it is for the police officers who don't want that. They believe it's their own personal choice. 
I'm inclined to agree. Their employment shouldn't be mandated upon that. Okay, so we don't have that situation here. This is about personal choice and being respected and having accommodations, said Salon. All right, I think they're going to have to make some accommodations here. And it might be, well, just for you police officers, we're going to make an exception. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? Crazy, right? I mean, so I mean, and 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 what percentage of the police officer are already vaccinated? Aren't we at like herd immunity levels already? So what are we worked up about? What are we concerned about? Every single last one of them getting vaccinated? It kind of feels like that, right? I am sweating profusely because we had a fire in the microwave earlier. A bagel caught on fire and now my door is closed and it's really hot in here because the AC, because we've got the door outside is going full tilt. It's a mess. It's a mess on a Thursday here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So if you think everything looks perfect all the time, it's not. It rarely is. Literally, smoke was billowing outside of my room not long ago. I smell like burnt popcorn. Um, but other than that, everything is fine. We're good. All right. We're going to read a story that I've wanted to read for a while, like a couple of days. Seattle police rescue convicted felon from wrecked car before flames engulf vehicle. How do we know this? The body cam video shows it. Rounds of ammunition exploded inside burning cars. Seattle police pulled man from wreck. You you didn't hear about this one, did you? Oh, no, because this stuff goes on every single day. And yeah, you, you might see a little bit. Oh, that's great. Oh, police doing another good deed. You just don't see much coverage of this anymore. You just don't. It, 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 but if, if a police officer looks sideways at somebody, what's considered, you know, the wrong way. Oh, it's a national media story. It's, we can't get enough. We're starting to look into the last names of that officer's high school teachers. Did they have anything to do with this? It's, it's an outrage. And yet you got cops, literally dragons. Let me read the article. Seattle police released body cam video of officers rushing towards the wreckage of a burning car and pulling the driver, a convicted felon. Now, they didn't have to add that in there, but they did. And it, it makes sense in this context. A convicted felon to safety after they say he crashed into a tree while trying to evade police Monday night, police officers first spotted the man staring down at his cell phone while driving. All right, there's your first clue, dude. Don't, don't do the cell phone when you're driving. All right, look at my cell phone, driving down. Oh, there's cops. Oh, not good. So he's staring at his cell phone while driving a white sedan on Martin Luther King Jr. way. It's a major north-south arterial. It bends sometimes to the east and west, but it's mainly north and south. Um... At around 9.40 p.m., police said, when officers tried to stop him, the driver sped away. Now, why would you speed away if you're not guilty? That's a good question, right? You're afraid? Okay, what are you afraid of? We're going to find out here in a second. The car was later located in the area after crashing into a tree on the residential street. Can you imagine? That guy's just going, he's just hauling ass. Oh, I got to get away from the cops because of... We're going to find out soon. Got to get away from the cops. Oh, I just, I got to get out of here. <laughs> right before impact on the trees, like the one day I get in a wreck, I'm trying to, I'm trying to book it out from the cops. The one day he gets in a wreck, he totals his car. I mean, he just T-bones this tree. Poor tree. 
So he crashes into a tree on the residential street. End of being elusive, right? The driver, whose name was not immediately released, was still inside the wrecked sedan when officers arrived. And I've watched the body cam footage. It's, I mean, it's on my worst day, I don't have to cut somebody out of their seatbelt and haul them out of a car that's burning that might blow up while live rounds of ammunition are going off in the flames. Just don't have to deal with that. And yet the police do. And yet we've got to fund the police by 50% now. Huh. Okay. Is that before or after they rescue you from your burning car that you were a moron that you drove into a tree while after looking at your phone because you've got what outstanding stuff going on? We're going to read that in a second. The impact from the collision sent car parts, including a tire. And so he T-bones a tree, ricochets off, you know, one of those tires just goes, do you think it goes bouncing? Or does it go on one of those really fast rolls where you think, oh, that tire is, that's a possessed tire, you know, it just does its thing. I don't know, you got a tire flying, you got flying across the street and into nearby fences, debris also damaged an unoccupied vehicle, and at least two homes. And this is a major, this guy was hauling ass, and he bangs into a tree. Body cam video shows an officer rushing to the driver, not worried about his own safety, and pulling out a knife to cut out the man's seatbelt. He opens the door up and he says, I'm going to cut you out, okay? And he cuts the cuts the seatbelt as the car catches on fire. The hood of the car is literally on fire. Officers and a bystander are seen pulling the man to safety just before flames engulf the vehicle and live rounds start to go off. Police said the rounds of ammunition in the vehicle began to explode from the fire. No one was injured by the exploding rounds and police later recovered a firearm and magazine from the scene. And the, the, the footage, you could see them getting the guy out and then you could see the police officers who weren't physically like carrying the guy. You could see them kind of hunkering down behind a car and one cop makes a comment like, yeah, we, we were thinking it might pop, meaning the, meaning the car might explode. Um, as they do when gasoline meets fire and, you know, Seattle firefighters put out the fire and paramedics rushed the driver to Harborview Medical Center in serious condition. It was a mess. This fire was just a mess. He faces charges of eluding and unlawful possession of ammunition. The driver also had warrants out for his arrest at the time of the crash. Uh-oh including a domestic violence related warrant. So he's got a warrant out for his for assault in the second degree. This guy, this guy's not a he's not a pastor at your local church, is he? He's got uh, outstanding warrants for harassment for property damage, and for violation of a no contact order. And he's a convicted felon. Hmm. Yeah. And yet, the police officer rescued him out of his burning car because that's what cops do. And yet we're going to have them separate because they won't get the vaccine. Hmm. So who's that going to leave to do this when we've got even fewer cops than we do now? I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Uh, how, how are we going to do that? How, what are we going to do here? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see though. This is the topic that a lot of you have been asking for. Wanted to throw these kind of couple of topics in here. Uh, Seattle police, yep, they're going to emergency measures. 
We need anybody and everybody who's capable of uh, saying they're a police officer to uh, to show up to work. And uh, we're going to need those numbers, need those people, need those bodies because we're down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the game of chicken goes specifically with the cops, because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, most people aren't going to let me just cut you out of your car. Well, your car's on fire because you were a dumbass and you've got outstanding warrants for basically not being a good person, innocent and put until proven guilty. All right. But he's already got outstanding warrants and he booked it. He's guilty of that. He's booked it when cops told him to stop and he crashed into a tree. That's his fault for being a bad driver. He's probably still looking at his cell phone. Which way do I go? Ah, crap. The one day I don't want to hit a tree. I do. So, you know, sometimes things don't go your way and then your car catches on fire. And guess what? You need police to come save your ass. That's what they did. But you're not going to hear that story a ton. Mm-mm, no, you're going to hear about all this other stuff. Yeah, it's just nutty. How many cops won't show up on the 18th or whenever it is? Uh, is it the 18th? Uh, and what's going to happen? I don't know. It's that game of chicken. So many industries are, 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 are playing. And I'm not trying to say that police are more, um, you know, they're more important than anybody else, but they're already at a point where they've got record low numbers to keep a city the size of Seattle safe. You know, same thing in Portland, same thing in, in other areas that decided to defund the police and other areas of the country where, you know, for some reason, we've vilified the police officers. And even though they do things like uh, rescue a convicted felon from a wrecked car that's on fire with live rounds going off. Yeah, there's that. So be interesting to see what happens, right? It's kind of like that train wreck. And you just can't turn away. I think it's going to crash. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I think you have a handful of police that um, ultimately are like, yeah, you're going to have to figure out what to do with me because I'm not getting the jab. I don't think it's going to be a huge number, but it's going to be a number that any number at this point in time um, is not acceptable. So accommodations need to be made. Uh, and I think they will. I don't know what that looks like. Some kind of half-assed compromise will do. I don't know. It's so silly. So silly that we're even dealing with this. But whatever, here we are. All right, that's it for me on this one. Um, yeah, what else can I say on this? Not much. Pretty self-explanatory. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll catch up with you soon. Till then, stay safe. Let's go, Brandon. All right, talk then. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 